Oh, what are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. The podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers! We are back. It's me, Tom, or Robots. It's Lotus, also here with me as well. And we're talking about Daedric creatures again. We are. We're back to the Daedric minions. Daedric minions. Daedric... Man, can you imagine a minions, like, cartoon, but instead they're Daedra? Uh, All right. Uh, You know, like, DreamWorks, like, minions, like, the little yellow guys? Do they... Do they speak or do they just make those honk sounds? Uh, I guess it depends on the Daedra. <laughs> what if they're all like terrible looking monsters, but they all have cute little voices? Okay. All okay. right. Yeah. So like the Daedra Titan just sounds like a like SpongeBob. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They make those. You ever played Banjo Kazooie? Uh, y- yes. It's, they yeah. all had the like garble talk where everything was rah, 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 like everything. Like, so all mm-hmm. of the Daedric minions sound like one of those various creatures. Perfect. Yes. It's, uh, great. it's even more terrifying, even though you think it might be cute. It's not. No. Uh, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Deeply unsettling. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've got th- four more, four more Daedric creatures to discuss in this episode. One of which is kind of a big bigger topic and the other three are smaller and lotus let's get into this um we've been going through alphabetically we're up to e which means we are discussing elemental daedra this means atronox and other kinds of you know fire daedra and frost daedra and things like that i really like these i think these are really cool and the way the designs have evolved over time look awesome What's your take on Elemental Daedra? I, this is one of my favorite things from the series, actually. These are some of my favorite enemies, um, just some of my favorite creatures in um, the Elder Scrolls as a series as a whole. I agree with you. I, I really am almost just as amused by the shifting of like how they look and how they act. Like they change over the games because... The older games always have a slightly different feel. Um, the newer games, they're definitely more bestial, whereas the older games, not as much in some situations. Uh, well, specifically, I want to touch on the Battle Spire ones, which are really strange. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, here, let's let's go into this. I mean, there's not a yeah. whole lot to say other than they are conjured. They're kind of these like magical spirits. They're not necessarily stuck to any specific Daedric Lord. Um, right. Basically, if you're a powerful enough wizard, like you you can do in the games, you can conjure up one of these things to fight for you. And like 
uh, you see them all over the place. They're very common. But here, I'm going to put up on screen, I'm, and this is f directly from the UESP. I'm just pulling up the pages today. I don't have individual images because I want to show everybody if you and if you're listening to the audio version, we'll do the best we can to explain this. If you yeah. if you're here for the live stream, thank you for being here. And if you want to look up the video in the future, this is on the Elder Scrolls Lorecast YouTube channel. But check this out. We've got we're going to go through each one. You've got Air Daedra. So Air or Air Atronox. We should say yeah. Uh, yeah. and most of these are newer. These are all ESO pictures and they're pretty cool. These are the guys with like multiple arms that are kind of just floating yeah, blocks of they weren't rock. really too much of a thing before ESO. Um, the air element itself wasn't really. But you can I mean, we'll go into it in a second, but they they, they look like a, a slightly different version of like storm atronox type yes. of deal but yes. we'll, we'll get into that in a second right and so here let's jump over to storm atronox because that's kind of similar here storm atronox yeah. these go all the way back to morrowind and again look like these clumps of like floating rocks with some sort of magic or in some cases a fire or electric effect or a wind effect so very similar yeah they tend to have a lot of a lot of lightning tends to be tied in with these things um yeah and and like it almost because again it it the storm aspect it was sort of more a wind slash lightning thing and then now that air atronox are also a thing they kind of almost split the focus a little bit so that they're each their own thing like storm atronox almost became like rock and lightning atronox right and air right. atronox almost became the wind element to it type of deal yeah but it would be tough to make just a something designed with just air <laughs> because it's mostly yeah, transparent so they got to right. add the other the other elements on that so yeah that's those guys uh then we have flame atronox i think so these are probably some of the most popular and gee i wonder why uh, yeah no, nobody likes fire magic in video games nobody likes fire magic and nobody likes the new design with um with their uh, shape yeah the 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 sexy lady ballet dancer yeah, one. sexy fire lady yeah, yeah. that's that definitely doesn't go over well in the nerd community at all right dripping, right dripping with sarcasm is that statement totally uh, totally uh but yeah. they go all the way back to daggerfall and you can see them here they on the do screen. they've been around for a while um, and the daggerfall um, ones and the battle spire one look more like uh people on fire yes <laughs> let's just call them uh, that very much so um they're they're that one has changed quite a bit over the years, actually. Um, there's been a lot of variety on how that one has shifted. Um, the other thing is, and we'll touch on the other side of it in just a second, um, the, the Battle Spire specifically has like, it's almost like a suit of armor acting as a person Mm -hmm. with the element coming out of it more than the element itself being the thing if right. that makes sense it's kind of hard to explain but it's right like well the same way that like th there's rocks the creature it's like there needs right. to be something physical for these so it, usually it's like rocks or some sort of carved piece of something uh but in the case of that type of battle spire version it's a suit it's like a armored suit that's inhabited by this spirit of fire you can right. describe it like that yes um and <laughs> that you know that that's been one of the renditions and then it shifted more that this one has shifted quite a bit as you can tell from the photos um in yeah. daggerfall it kind of just was like a fire golem thing and then you know it, there, there was the other there, there was a difference between an atronach and a daedra as well mm -hmm. and 
they kind of just merged a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the flame Atronach is shows up in Morrowind and again. It, right. it switches name from fire to flame, but basically means the same thing. And this guy's a little bit more transparent and he's got kind of that glowy Morrowind uh, way they did fire, which more looks more like just a visual light blob and <laughs> less like yes, a flame, less like a Old flame, tech. more of a just like a sun flare. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then you've got Oblivion, which looked more like an uh kind of went back to that suit of armor on fire kind of thing with yes, almost like a magma like to, skin. To and it. it started to get its uh voluptuous lady shape. Yeah, this this one became very, very lady shaped as opposed yep. to these more masculine shapes. And yep. then you get to Skyrim with the one that most of us are familiar with, which is a really cool design. Let's let's know that one is honestly cool. that I like to see the difference in that. And it is interesting that they've kind of NESO is very similar to Skyrim as well. Yeah. Um, same, but like, I, I like that they kind of each take on a very unique form over time. Um, as opposed to, like we said, this dude's on fire and this creature thing is on fire. This and dude were... is on fire. <laughs> oh, what have I done? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, um, and then again, the difference between like the fire Daedra or the flame Daedra and a fire Atronach and a flame at a flame Daedra. And then it just kind of got mushed into like, now it's just kind of an Atronach. That's just our thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the newest ones, the Skyrim and ESO ones tend to have kind of this, uh, it's less like rock or, or metal. It's more like pieces of lava, like yeah, it's parts like pieces of, of the magma, like magma forming hardened. Yeah. Yeah. And right. Then, right. Like, into the armor parts. Right. Right. And then you got the shape of like, um, the horns and then the, the missing yep. places, like half of the face is there, but the rest isn't like, that's, that's right. a really cool design. So let's move on. We've got a bunch to cover. We've got frost Atronox are next. Yes. And this is so, ice or frost. And again, this goes all right. the way back to Daggerfall. Because again, they had Ice Atronox and then they had Frost and Daedra, which it's like yeah. very similar. These two are going to have a lot of parallels where it's just like you could tell that it was like, okay, there's two different types. And then over time, it became squished into one because uh, the Frost Daedra from Battlespire actually pretty much the exact, well, not even pretty much. They're the same model, except blue and white instead of orange and white, like They've got them in different stances on the UESP, yeah. um, but that's basically just this one's is walking, walking and one's standing. This right. is the like, yeah, uh, but but it's the same model. Like it's just it changed what color the flame was coming out of it, the inside. Right. And these have kind of more of a uh, like the older ones have more of this like cold flame thing going. Yes. And then you have the transition in Morrowind to what seems to be a grumpy ice golem kind of yes, thing with derpy little, ice golem yeah yep. with little spikes poking out of it and then we get oblivion which transitions more into this almost like this giant kind of shape you know yes. large bulky arms and legs and the right the spiky head and then you get the skyrim one which uh lends itself in more into the rest of eso and everything else that it, came it essentially starts to become an ice sculpture like right, a, a, a big ice, ice golem. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, which so get not getting too far out of this because it's one thing that does tie in between the flame versions of these and the ice versions. These creatures don't really talk. They make grunt sounds. They're they're like beasts type of thing in game. Mm -hmm. 
except in Battlespire once again, <laughs> because everything seems to be an exception when it comes to Battlespire. Everything talks in Battlespire. Everything. If you got a high enough chat skill and can speak their language. So the Frost and Fire Daedra, again, kind of are, um, they're, they're straight up sentient and they just sort of talk to you. Like they, they will chat it up with you. Um, they get annoyed with you during one of the quests because you actually pick one side or the other uh, for a specific quest where basically the other side gets the short end of a hunting competition based on who mm. wins. Mm -hmm. So you go with the flame Atronox or the, the or in these, that game specifically it's the fire Daedra or the frost Daedra. And like, they get annoyed with you and some of them end up being your friends and they're like, Oh yeah, this is so bad. You, this mortal helped us out. And other ones are like, I can't believe you did this. What have, what have you done now? I'm sure right. for the next thing. And just like everything, they have like snarky accents to them and stuff like that. I'm kind of glad they ditched that personally. <laughs> um, I mean, it's fun when it happens with like some of the more intelligent species of Daedra yes. to hear that perspective and stuff. So you can see like the the core, the seed of that in Battlespire. Yeah, yeah, but for then sure, for, for sure. these to be more of just like magical elemental spirit type creatures and then to yeah. have yeah they separate, exactly yeah. they they kind of become an embodiment of an element later on which i think is a better direction yeah. for speaking Atronachs. of uh embodiment of elements we have daggerfall with the iron atronach and then that doesn't come back again until eso yeah it's gone for a long time which right. honestly when we got iron atronachs a lot of people were like oh they're just gonna make atronachs for everything and it was like ah, ah, ah. no daggerfall is... actually had one yeah yeah um, and it looks it like just a... was unused for many games right it looks like a kind of a again an iron shaped man who walks around yep. very similar to the ice shaped man or yep. the fire shaped man <laughs> right same kind of thing but then in eso we get the Iron Atronach. I'm pretty sure everybody's fought one of these in ESO. Yes, the boss quite frequently of different types. And it's basically if you took a flame Atronach and an ice Atronach and it cooled it down them together. <laughs> like with just a fire like, core. Well, yeah, because it's yeah. like, okay, well, this has got the chunky style of Gollum. Yeah, like the of, ice one. Like the ice one. Right. But it's built of these magma chunks and like I'm assuming iron chunks. With the molten core that looks like how the new flame Atronox are designed. Yeah. So, yeah, so that I think this one looks cool. And then we get Shadow Atronox, which the only example on the UASP is actually a mount. Yeah, I don't know all about that shadow, one. Shadow, like this feels like one where they're like, we need a cool looking shadow mount. So let's just make this yeah, up. Yeah, that one's a little weird. Um, yeah. And there's very little on. <laughs> yeah, not so, much info on that one. Uh, but then really we get fleshed out yet. Stone Atronox. This is another ESO one, and I can see why people are saying like, "Oh, they just make an Atronox for everything." I've, These are really cool. They're almost like uh, crabs with gigantic pillars for arms, and they're yes. mostly stone with just a, like a little fire core. And sometimes right. the big pillar parts look like they're carved from like columns of a building or something. Yeah, some of the ones that look uh, that are bosses literally look like carved statues almost like you know like a pillar to holding up a building and that becomes its legs yeah um yeah. those things are pretty neat um and you know similar to the other um storm atronox the rock pieces just kind of float by each other in just like a crab shape instead of a 
golem shape in this case, but like, yeah, they float outside each other rather than being connected like fire ones or frost ones right. or anything like that. Right. I really like those. And then, of course, the storm one we already went over. And then there's yep. some other varieties that show up. The cold flame Atronach. Yeah, here. which is just a it's blue like, fire at flame Atronach. I right. Mean. Right. And then there's the lava Atronach, which, again, is kind of like a blue and red fire Atronach. Yeah. And then some other mounts like the cold flame so, uh, right. Wolf or the Frost Sench Panther, which they've done over the years. They've done all these different mounts with different like kinds of uh, elemental effects and those kinds of things. Yes, and that's the thing is um, they have these kind of standardized shapes that have shifted over time. But when it comes to Elder Scrolls Online and like the customization and and pretty stuff that everybody likes, they basically allowed these Atronachs to take different shapes as well so there'll be like a flame atronach mount that looks like a wolf that looks like a camel that or a looks guar. like a guar yeah. it looks like yeah. so it, the idea is the same but essentially based on that theory i guess you can just say they all sort of shape shift like you can shift them which yeah i guess you can kind of ha even have like well they've already shifted so much how they look throughout the series uh, does it really seem like that big of a stretch that they shift and then look like other creatures as well? I mean, sure, whatever. Well, I'm if it's some sort of like conjured fire, like Daedric spirit in the form of right. like a you flame or in the form of an ice thing, like right. it, it makes sense that you'd be able to like shape it how you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's that's something that sort of worth at least mentioning they can have we're keeping shape. lotus up late tonight yeah, yeah, it's, fine, it's, <laughs> it's, fine. it's, it's um, all of 9 26 p.m yeah <laughs> um it's um it's just kind of interesting that they kind of lost their specific per game look and now it's like well yeah it could be any of these as well so yeah. you know just just there's other versions of how they could look and then there's kind of like the default version of it right i get the meta justification but it also feels like a real in world just it feels like those two things sure. can align no i mean so it I'm, seems I'm like it could it. work i mean yeah. that's fine yeah all right well that's uh the elemental daedra we have three more daedra to get to and that was the big one so these three will be quicker but that will be after we get back from the mid break because we got to go thank our patrons so don't go anywhere. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, a anniversary diamond orb, gear, a bunch of other items. It is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out. Click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, MAXPOOL. Don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. This is Hamish Morak. Dragonborn, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls lore cast. 
All right, here we are in the middle of the show, and this is where we get to thank our patrons, including our newest patron, Lefessa. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. And also, thank you to Mike M for upgrading to a tier four patron. You're going to be also, able to. Also, hi, Leaf. <laughs> hi, Leaf. Uh, Mike, you're going to be able to join us on the chat at the end of the month, which is coming up in a few weeks, uh, two weeks from this recording date. We're recording this on the 14th, so that'll be the 28th. And uh, look forward to chatting with you. Also, big shout outs to all of our patrons, all 129 of our current patrons, including our Daedric Prince's. Kiracy and Sheagorth Sweet Roll, thank you for your support and thank you for being here and part of this community and making this thing actually happen. It's all because of the people who support the show. So thank you for that. Also, another way to support the show is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you leave a five star review, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show. We don't have any new ones to read out this week, but if you leave one, we might read it out next week. And another way to do that is to rate the show on Spotify or whatever podcast you're listening to this on. Tell your friends, come join our YouTube channel videos, watch us, you know, be part of the live stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash robots radio, lots of different ways to help us out. And we couldn't do it without you. So thank you so much. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of Sidis. That is why the Night Mother loves you. So, Lotus, I feel like some significant percentage of Daedra look like bugs. Yes, not not false. Not a <laughs> not, false statement. Not a false statement. <laughs> not a false statement <laughs> so at all. The next one on the list alphabetically is the Fiendroth. And according to the UESP, the Fiendroths are small blue Daedric pests commonly, commonly found wherever Daedric influences persist. They resemble hulking armored insects with very short antennae. Antennae? Uh, Fiendroths possess steel mandibles and a venomous stinger and purportedly rely upon the agonized cries of mortals for sustenance. Wow. Um, all right. That seems <laughs> hostile. That sounds um, horrific. Like, I'm hungry. I need to go torture people. And if yeah, this was I, in Daggerfall, they would talk and they would say that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But the- <laughs> absolutely or 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 Battlespire that have the British accent to go right. along with it. Uh, right, right. Absolutely. Right, right. But um, this one this one only shows up in ESO and here, take a look. That's a handsome fellow. If the, if you saw that in your house at night, you would um burn the house down, I think. No, they're very wholesome. Very <laughs> wholesome. And the steel pincers, the mandibles really just bring it all together. Could you imagine getting a nice hug from one of those things? Oh my god, it would never let right go. Or it would ankle. just chop your ankle off. Like Yeah, just right on the ankle. Yeah, and then the, the plates on its back make it look like uh, like just hard rock or metal and then it yeah, has you wouldn't the... even be able to like step on it. No like, to defend it's like, oh no. man, I gotta step on this horrible nightmare creature. Yeah, you and couldn't it, even nope. ride on it because the little p- pokey things on his back would just go right up your butt. And then yeah, and also, I mean, it, I assume they're not—they don't seem to be overly large. I would be like trying to ride a like a small dog. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, was say, I, I, I don't think boots could like carry me around the house. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't. I think our best, but I don't think that would work <laughs> from what I what I understand about insects in the real world. Uh, insects are the largest in places like Africa or Australia. Um, I don't know if any of our listeners from either of those lo- locations can attest to f- having to step on giant insects. But this is still bigger than any insect I'm familiar with in our own world and also steel mandibles 
and it feeds on the suffering of mortals. Yeah, so it almost sounds like a beetle form of those Japanese forest hornets <sighs> that exist in real life. Yeah. 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 If you want nightmares, look those up because those are real. Yeah. So, okay. So that's the Fiendroth. Not a whole lot else about them other than just like, hey, man, if you insects give you the heebie-jeebies, then they're, they're really honestly, like, they're just an ESO, correctly. Yeah, they're just yeah. an ESO, which just seems like it's tech. And, and honestly, like, you, you really don't see much of them there either. They're just a, it's kind of like a background thing that just fills out the environment. And more than anything, you specifically interact with very much. Like these other things, you fight them, you conjure them you these ones it's like yeah it's on that bookshelf it's giving you the side eye yeah or you're, you like, just got into daedric realm somewhere and these things are just crawling all right, over the ground it's like this thing fell out of a box in cold harbor so <laughs> yeah right can you imagine okay i'm putting this back up on the screen again can you imagine in the future a like a a brood mother kind of version of these that like no, all these like little that. guys come out of that's the size of like a bus or something i don't like that and on top of that, it's, it's the, some of the new horrible beasties that they've been creating in um, Elder Scrolls Online, some of the Daedric Realms. I feel like if you modified how they looked a little bit, you could end up with like one of those brood mothers or one of these things. And yeah. I don't think I would appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yep. Seems at like, all, like personally, a, like a potential for the future. ESO, Zenimax, if you're listening. Make some more creepy giant bugs. That'd be fun. Wink. Um, wink, wink. All right, let's move on to the next one. This one, we're going back to elements a little bit. This one is the Fire Daemon. Not Fire Daedra. Fire Daemon. D-A-E-M-O-N. This goes... We're going way back in time because check this image out. Yeah, there it is. That's as big as it is. Like, I'm not going to... Well, here, maybe we can zoom in the browser. There we go. Look at all 44 pixels yeah. of that yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's arena for you right there. Yeah, this is, is an arena monster. It it sure is. Looks um, like a devil that walks around and has it, some sort of weird looking axe. It's thing. sort of like a Daedroth carrying an axe and he's got so in game um he he kind of has like little fire sparkles around him. Fire uh, sparkles. If I remember that makes correctly. Cute. <laughs> yeah, so um you do definitely, like, I remember bumping into this thing, and I was like, a fire demon, what is this? And um, if I remember correctly, it beat the crap out of me and killed me because it's arena and everything basically does that to you. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But they were they were pretty uncommon even in arena. I, I You ran into them pretty late game. I didn't run into an awful lot of them. But it's just like, yeah, he's kind of just... <laughs> Kind of looks like a kangaroo with an axe. All right, that's uh, another... Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, a really vicious, that. evil kangaroo. Well, here's yeah. the description according to the UESP. Fire daemons are creatures from the netherworld. That's a phrase yep. you don't hear in modern Elder Scrolls games. Sure sure don't. The elusive Minecraft uh, right, right. crossover. Yeah, I mean, I think that just basically means some realm of oblivion yeah, this is before no. they defined it, any of that it was stuff, definitely right? before this was defined um because he's dropped off the face of the yeah planet yeah uh, uh it goes on it says often gating themselves into mundus on some errand of their choosing they are dangerous foes highly intelligent completely chaotic in nature and powerful in the ways of magic 
almost said the force because there's been a lot of Star Wars stuff lately. <laughs> they are resistant to fire and possess the ability to see invisible entities. They could possibly be considered a variation of doppelganger. This is the interesting part, as they have the ability to, to transmogrify into the shape of others. So very weird. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Are these things the natural form of like a doppelganger? Or are these things a thing and they can choose to take the form of this thing, but they can also take choose to take the form of other I things? I was going to say, I, I feel like that's almost funny by adding that little bit. Uh, it's like, so do these things even exist? Are these actually right. just doppelgangers? Period? Right. And they're just like, you know what? I want to look like a kangaroo with an accent that has little fire feet. Yeah, watch out, everybody. Like, I'm a I'm 44 pixels of kangaroo evil. Fury. Yep. I was, and I got, I got all seven of these animations. <laughs> what if that's oh what the, that makes them even scarier is if they actually move at low frame rate in real life so, so it just looks like a horror movie it's like that jittery effect yeah and it's, it's just, just like man that's all the frames i could conjure oh my god that's even more terrifying when, when i came when i made it to the mundus i ran a ran kind of little magica all of all that i could uh conjure up with seven frames of movement it's just seven frames per second that's it but it's even scarier because of it all right so <laughs> one more we've got one more to cover the <laughs> the gloam knight these are cool gloam knights are harrowing reapers are wraith like daedra who are incapable of feeling sympathy sounds like some bosses i've worked for the they are embodiments of hate and mystery and are sometimes referred to as shadows of nocturnal they can often be found serving the daedric prince of shadows they have they can have two two six arms sometimes mortals can be transformed into them these are only found in eso check out the picture you know how we were talking about how like storm atronauts can have like multiple arms yeah and they're mostly like a torso with a head that float these are similar in that way that you've but they've got like the purple like nocturnal kind of magic-y thing going on uh really evil looking faces with horns and like a hood a bunch of spikes coming off their backs like they're all yeah, trying to be ghoul like dan from world of warcraft Atronach is where this really belongs yeah the, yeah this the nocturnal tie-in definitely makes sense um they really just look like makeshift nightmare creatures is really just that's just dark and menacing um mm -hmm. yeah there's kind of similar to some of the other specter and ghost like yes, creatures very yeah it's got a very strong tie to a lot of the specter creatures type of thing they do make a fun boss um just because they're in a few of the well they're specifically at the end of one of the new trials um this creature in general and i just find that boss fight to be a lot of fun that's really kind of inside baseball but that's where it's like yeah no that's cool most common use type of thing at least mm -hmm. that i can come up with and then there's smaller ones bigger ones and all that stuff but um yeah no I, I they're they're a cool enemy but they're also so elaborate and constructed in like being evil they give me a little more of an mmo tropey type of feel if that makes sense it's kind of hard to describe exactly what i mean but it's just kind of like yeah we need a big bad for a like a boss yeah so let's take a specter let's make right. it more demonic looking let's give it extra weird arms let's make it glow purple let's yeah. uh, let's give it crazy horns that come off of its back for some reason right um 
this is scary. So, cool. Let's go with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this is scary. This is unsettling. Right. He wouldn't want to uh, shake hands with this. But six then again, times. like <laughs> it could also be the way we looked at the way things have um, progressed throughout the series, all the way back to Arena and Daggerfall. There were constant specters and and ghosts and stuff like that, and some of them sort of resembled like smaller versions of this especially like in uh arena that was semi-frequent daggerfall as well where it'll just be like this black ghosty shape like it's like a misty shape and it's just got red eyes and back then you could only hurt it with like magic enchantment enchanted things or if it was like above a certain quality uh, material like oh well this is mithril or or yeah. silver you know, what like it, in Oblivion, silver daedric right, was like whatever. an important thing yeah right 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 then you could hurt it but it almost like i could see them it, it doesn't specifically say this just i mean in a design choice way i can see like the progression of like okay well it's like those aren't as common in the series anymore instead we get this thing so it could almost be even though it's not a direct connection it's one of those things well it morphed into being something else because it's something we've seen a lot in the series something no longer exists but now this form of it exists or you know it's stuck around and it's shame change shapes and stuff like that so this almost could be made up of other things that are no longer in the series as well it could have been like the i don't know progenitors yeah. for how this thing was created right yeah and we talk about ghosts and things like that pretty regularly on this podcast as these oh, kinds yeah, of things come up they're, in storylines or different locations yeah, or whatever I was say they're giving you quests in some situations yeah they're passive some are just like yeah. your evil spirit thingies yeah yeah for right. sure there's a yeah. whole place called the soul karen <laughs> right yeah I, <laughs> like i would love not uncommon i would love in in future eso updates or the next elder scrolls game which is now like further along because they've put out starfield uh, in pre-production yeah so like you know they have a whiteboard <laughs> you know the way we we get like uh molek ball and vampires or uh uh scene and werewolves right and yeah. you have this kind of thing i would love a little bit more of a direct connection between some daedric prince and corrupted souls or spirits that turn into these like spooky monsters like what's yeah, yeah, yeah how do you make a gloam knight right like this seems like it might have been somebody who was right. corrupted almost like a ring wraith sort of thing sure and it's already got the tie into nocturnal and right. she's less nefarious than some of the daedric princes like just outright like haha time to just do horrific things and it's well, what about the connection to the void? And like we, we had the whole series right. of episodes about the void and nocturnal yeah. and some of these other things that are going on, like uh, the spirit of Sithis and like all of that. Exactly. It yeah. It would be like, really cool to have some sort of revelation for like what why are they collecting all of these souls? What are yeah. they actually doing with them? And and can can you have your soul taken from you? Almost like a Buffy the vampire like uh, va sort of thing, you know, where like. A vampire soul is removed, but then it gets re-implanted in a vampire. And then you end up with, yeah. you know, that kind of situation. But like, could you have individuals who are like soulless? I mean, I, you've got you've got uh, your character in ESO, which is kind of the vestige is kind of that. The vestige is. Yeah, I was going right? to say that's kind of you. Right. Yeah. So what are they now doing? Like maybe they're taking the souls out of people, leaving vestiges or whatever. And then what are they doing with the souls? Do you end up with these like corrupted versions that turn into things like Gloam Knights and some well, and of these evil spirits? And they've also sort of done some stuff with that because you have the soul shriven. 
yeah. um, in Cold Harbor. Yep. That's kind of just like those little like husks of people. Right. But and what about the know- soul part? Right. Like what what did they do with the soul bit? Right. <laughs> Their soul driven. Right. And on the uh, other side of that aspect, um, and they they were kind of just fleshed out and they weren't. We also have all sorts of apocrypha beasties and stuff like that. But one of the uh, newer things that we saw with Necrom when you go to Apocrypha this year um, is these things called the Hushed, where they basically were just so enthralled and lost into the tomes and uh, lost amongst the stacks of knowledge and stuff like that. They get the crazies and they kind of just <laughs> lose their existence. They lose themselves. They these, right. Yeah. And they yeah. become these horrific little abominations it's like okay well okay they're clearly whacked out but like is there more to them that becomes something else like yeah it's it's an interesting idea since souls in uh the elder scrolls are essentially tangible things in some regard because right you can fill soul gems with Mm -hmm. them and stuff like that um and not turning this into a complete like soul-based topic um, they're kind of like there's a lot of situations where these souls obviously they leave the thing that they were taken out of so you have like vestiges soul shriven blah 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 right right um, and when you're putting them in soul gems even when you use the soul gems there's the idea that it's not totally destroyed so you have this little essence of the thing which is super messed up as yes, well but right, it's like right okay, yeah black soul so, gems with a like that the consciousness of the soul might still be in there somewhere like, right ugh. so it's like yeah there's some really dark stuff that you can deal with uh in in the series especially you know when when it's getting traded around because you have the uh uh, oh my God! The ideal masters. I must call them eternal masters. The ideal masters from <laughs> the eternal like the, masters. The, <laughs> they're called uh, grandmas. <laughs> the, grandma. Um, <laughs> the ideal masters essentially like trade in souls and stuff like that in the soul Karen. So there's 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 a lot of potential for. How are these things actually created? Yeah, or like a we spirit army. You know, like what if what if somebody right. like Nocturnal, who's usually not invading, you know, Mundus like some of yeah. the other Danger Princes, decide, you know what? I've had it with Moleg Ball, and I'm just going to take all of these souls that I've gathered over time, embody them in some sort of right. Daedric form, and now you've got the massive army of, like, ghost monsters. Exactly, yeah. Nobody expects Nocturnal. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Nocturnal. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's just, it's, it's interesting because they could do more with that if they decide, because we get little bits of this over time. And that's how the series has unfolded for a ridiculous decades. amount of time yeah, at yeah. this point, literal decades. Um, in fact, ESO is almost a decade itself uh, next year. So that's crazy. Yeah. yeah Time's mm-hmm. horrifying. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I'd be curious to see if they explain any more of some of these creatures um, as their background or how, how they are created other than, yep, this is the thing it's like oh that's horrible yeah like and some of it is is like you don't want to ruin it with an explanation right like some of it you want to leave mysterious but some of it it, like to have a little bit more to chew on or a little bit more something that gives you even more questions than where you were before sure the the most controversial do you really want to know what happened to the dwemer 
right, do right, you? Right, right. Same and kind of thing. thing. It's like, it's no, like, we, we yeah. don't really want to know. Like, right, I mean, we right. do, but we do. But as do soon as you, you find out, you're like, oh, absolutely, be like screaming at that. Right. Oh, well, that's not as cool right as I thought like, it was. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, those are our Daedric creatures for today. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Lotus, I know you've got other stuff. You've got update 40 for ESO. Just yes, got um, announced today with all the stuff coming. I'm sure you're talking we, about that. Yeah, Tales. we did. We actually uh, released the last episode of Tales uh, like three days ago, and then we're recording another one in like two more days. So there's a lot happening there. And um, we we covered Gamescom because Ark was actually there. Uh, so he was able to kind of give some behind the scenes stuff that was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we've got new news for um, the Elder Scrolls Online with our Q4. We had the live stream earlier today discussing all of that. We'll go into a, a deeper dive on Tales of Tamriel with that, as well as we are going to do something kind of unusual with the next show where we're going to review Starfield okay from the perspective of what do we want to see carry over and what do we not want to see carry over into Elder Scrolls 6 okay so kind of kind of like our discussion but so like we had way more focused on where it's that, going yeah and we're going to yeah and we're going to, so now I've played a lot of that and we're not going to turn this into a Starfield <laughs> cast by any means nor, sure. nor nor the unofficial Elder Scrolls Tales of Tamriel which has nothing to do with Starfield although they they do have a Starfield wiki um the idea is Bethesda games always kind of give you a little taste of what's coming and what they're working on. And then it gets its footing in the next game. Right. And I've, I've now played a decent amount of Starfield and I like Starfield quite a bit. Um, I like it more in some regards that I did not expect to like it in like the aesthetic, because I'm not a sci-fi person. It turns out I actually really like the aesthetic to that game. Mm -hmm. And there are some other things that I've finally put my finger on why not that I don't like them, but without mods, I think Starfield will have one of the smallest longevities of any Elder or any Bethesda game I've ever played, which is interesting because of how big it is. Um, mm. yeah. Just because in regards to Elder Scrolls, it reminds me a lot of Arena and Daggerfall, where things are almost too big to have anything relevant happen in them. It also, like, I, I can... I see where you're going. I've had kind of a yep. sim similar feeling in that with something like Skyrim, you have th all of the previous games yes. and all of that background already yep. built out. So you don't have to build that stuff out. You can just make a game in that universe. Right. Uh, this feels it feels very much like it's a great game. It feels very it much is. like I, the yeah. first of a new IP. Which for is sure. going to lay the groundwork for the, not only the DLCs, which I'm sure are going to be interesting in very specific ways, mm -hmm. but also the sequel is going to have all right. of that groundwork now already built in. And then the universe is going to feel more full and interesting, especially from a lore perspective. 100%. Yeah. So um, uh, same kind. Yeah. I'm getting the same kind of vibe with that. Yep. It's, it's totally so enjoyable. We, uh, absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, but, having a, I'm having a ton of fun with it. But, but we're, that, we're like, used that's... to Fallout 3 and 4 and <laughs> Skyrim and all of these games that come from a world that's already been like decades so, in the making yeah so that's going to be our next thing because obviously we've got we always cover the news much more heavily on that show but we're going to turn it into a nice discussion on bethesda as a whole because i think we've seen some very 
interesting bits i'm very excited that i hope they carry over into the elder scrolls 6 yeah i agree i agree well i'm looking forward to hearing that that's awesome yeah, awesome. yeah. and of course my shows are all over uh, are all over the place but lots of different topics mostly bethesda so we've got this show yeah. fault lorecast the starfield lorecast if you're starfield playing lorecast, that I lord of the rings the, uh, i am now 100 through that entire series so make nice. more episodes for nice. me please well we just recorded one today so it'll be out uh, tomorrow so uh but lots of stuff to listen to robots rated in it for all of our shows and a bunch of other stuff that i think you'll probably love so go check that stuff out thank you for tuning in thank you for being here chat and have a wonderful rest of your of your night of your week whatever and stay safe out there with all those crazy giant bugs and ghost spirits and things we'll see you next time bye everybody Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after. Either way, just come hang out with us. And if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the Robots Radio network, go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network, including the Robots Radio Rocket Club where I help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows, build their audiences, and create the best podcasts they possibly can. All of that at robotsradio.net. We'll see you next time.